Hello, hello there. My name is Moore with my co-host Corey. We are the real guys, and this is the real show with two ears. Today, what you need to do is jump on your motorcycle and chase after a train and jump on the train. But that's in episode two. We're going to only do episode one. Today. Yes, episode one. As always, <laughs> accompanied by co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. I can see for people who are watching our video version. If you want to watch our video version, of course, you could listen to us on. Yeah. Amazon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your audio platforms, there, you can listen to us on there. But also, you can watch our video version, and Corey is, is handily doing some, some ASL sign language for us. I was. Because we are reviewing the first episode of Marvel's Echo. Yes. Which we have Very decided excited. to do, in yes, a normal fashion. Very excited. Yes, by a normal fashion. Well, what I like to do is, Corey, often, it's 2024 now. Yep. It's a new year. It it's is. January 2024. And I like to bring in the new people, the new listeners, the new viewers to our show with a regular format of how we choose to review a week-by-week episodic television series. Correct. And we do that via reviewing the first episode, and then when it's all out, yep. we review all of it. Yes. But we can't really do it this time. No. But we also can. <laughs> yes. Because it's our choice, obviously. It's, it's all out. Show, do what we like. But... But it's all out at once. Yeah, see, so I put, I didn't know that until you were like, oh, let's do Echo. And I went, oh, how many episodes are out? And so but it all got released on the same day. Yeah, and there's five episodes. Because there's five episodes. There's not yeah. like eight or ten or thirteen. There's only five. But it's... all The way that it's all out at once means people just, you know, can just watch it all however they like. But for us, it's like, let's do, the, let's do our normal formula, which is the first episode. Yep. And then in like five... And then in like, I don't know five weeks we'll yeah. do the rest of it you know whenever we get around to finishing it you know just like She-Hulk yes right just like She-Hulk just like She-Hulk so take us into uh, Echo Corey obviously this is a character we have seen before yeah in, in Hawkeye in Hawkeye yes which was about a year a year and a bit ago now actually mm, mm. what did you think of Hawkeye or, I, or Echo, Echo in Hawkeye I you know what I, I didn't mind it I thought she was alright Mm. I don't mind her um, as a character, and I'm all for Marvel uh, bringing in new people. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Obviously, like we've had before, with uh, Iron Man going, and Marvel seems to be kind of going in the direction of, here's like, all these new people now for the new phase, and we're going to kind of put more people in the forefront, and if Echo's going to be one of them, then yeah, sure, mm. go for it. By all means. It shares continuity with uh, the rest of the films, yep. and is... Uh, a spin-off of Hawkeye. It's a spin-off of a spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> which is getting its own spin-off, which is going to get a sequel to yeah. the spin-off. Yeah. So we've got, we had Avengers, where Hawkeye was in, the first Avengers, or Correct. Avengers Assemble here in the UK. Yeah. Uh, then we had Hawkeye in 2021, which yep. was the spin-off of uh, the rest of the Avengers films, like Endgame and, and whatnot, yeah. and uh, Infinity War. Now we have Echo, which Correct. is a spin-off of a character coming in from Hawkeye. Yeah. And then after Echo, we're going to have Daredevil: Born Again. Yes. Which is a sequel to to Echo or a yep. spin-off of Echo from the character who appeared in She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, it's all into the, all the web. The web it's, it's woven like a quilt. Hey, right? it's all coming together. It's all coming together. That's right. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. And we've got Maya Lopez or Echo. She's. Yep. Um, the hero this time, obviously she's uh, deaf, communicates via ASL sign language. Yep. And uh, she's also missing a leg, paraplegic. Correct. And she is played by uh, the amazing, um, Al- I think it's Alakwa, I want to say, I don't yeah. get her name wrong. Um, Alakwa Cox, who is all of those things in real life. 
mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Uh, Native American, deaf, paraplegic actress. Uh, I think he's absolutely fantastic, and he really, ca- you know, it's her performance of which this show is carried on, and she pulls it off so so well. Yeah, it's really good, and also the fact that in the first episode, and I'm going to assume probably all of them, uh, there's no dialogue from her at all. No, also. no. Uh, and it's great because it all relies on essentially body language and kind of, you know, just mm. her as an actor, and it's really good. Yes, and the phys- the physical performance is, is what this has uh, carried on. So, with this being a spin-off of Hawkeye, yes, uh, the main villain of Hawkeye was the one and only uh, Wilson Fisk. Yes, good King old Kingpin, Kingpin, played by Vincent D'Onofrio himself. Good old Vinny D. Yeah, he's back again. It's the role of his lifetime. And he cannot get away from it, no matter how hard he tries. Or he doesn't want to get away from him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to get away from it, because when Daredevil was cancelled by Netflix, one of its most outspoken supporters was Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. He was like, you know, we wanted Daredevil back. He wanted to. He wanted to play Kingpin again every time he's going on about Kingpin. And now Kingpin's back, and Vinny D is doing an absolutely amazing job. Oh, it's really good. He's awesome, Dom. He is born for the role. He is. He is Kingpin. In every yeah. in every shape of the every shape of the word, how he does the dialogue, how he speaks. He's the twitchiest man in New York. He's got the big suits. He's shot big. He feels like a huge man. He yeah. feels, I don't know whether it's Vinny D or them or, or, or they've put him in a bit of a fat suit, <laughs> but he just looks like a huge yeah, he does. dude. Like he looks like the comic. He looks like he's just a square yeah. square with a little head on yeah. with a Vinny D head. I, I think that's fantastic. And it's we're back we're back to New York. Because we get the story of we lead, we lead up to Hawkeye. Yes. The first, you know, twenty minutes of the first episode, the first half an hour of the first episode, is showing you what happens up to that point in Hawkeye, where we see her her background in um, her background in Oklahoma. She's uh, raised by the uh, Native American family, her roots and her community. And she comes back to that community after so long, after the events of Hawkeye. Yep. What we see leading up to it is her, her life and her training and her joining the aptly named tracksuit mafia. Yeah. Because they're in a mafia and they wear tracksuits. They, they do indeed. That's Apparently a good so. creative name, that is. And her, her dad is a member of the tracksuit mafia who got uh, killed by the Ronin or Hawkeye. Yep. Or Jeremy Renner, a little cameo in this. I think, I think it's the same footage from Hawkeye, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it might have been. I don't think he shot new stuff for this, uh, but this was even though this was probably filmed at the time of, if not a little bit after the shooting of Hawkeye. Yeah, it's my speculation. He he gets killed by the Ronin, and she swears revenge. But then he realizes that he was set up to die by yeah. um, Kingpin anyway. So then Maya feels betrayed and goes to Kingpin and, and shoots him. Yes, and obviously. Uh, that that's Kingpin gone, right? Obviously. Yes, yeah. Kingpin gone. Kingpin is 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 dead. Yeah. But he's not the only Daredevil character that returns. No. We have Daredevil himself. Charlie he does. Fox turns up. For, turns up Daredevil, <laughs> and that fight that that fight scene is just fantastic. It, it goes really on for good. like twenty minutes. Yeah. It goes on for like twenty minutes, and it feels like a raucous ride from the moment you get into it because Kingpin is like, I don't want to do my Kingpin impression. Go on. But goes, you need a job. You need a job. That's like how you do a king. This is how you do a kingpin impression, right? Start saying the sentence, and then like the third or fourth word you say, you've got to say it in the loud and the most enunciated way you can possibly, right? So let's say um, a sentence I have to say with people is, "I'm going to go to the store and get some milk," 
Or I'm going to go to the shop and get some milk. So this is how Kingpin would say it. I'm going to go to the store and get some milk. Milk. Like that, right? Right, yeah. Give it a go, give it a go, Corey. Say, for, say uh, I'm going to cross the street to uh, buy some Tic Tacs. <laughs> Why have you given me that? I'll say it. I'll, I'll go. I'm, I'm going to cross the street <laughs> to buy some Tic Tacs. Okay, I'll find it. Okay, prove it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, your turn. I want to cross the street to buy some Tic Tacs. <laughs> See, that was good. See? That's how you do it. That's how you, yeah. that's how you do a Vincent Nofrio Kingpin impression. It's Can't. also helpful if you can, like, tw- if you can do some t- twitching yeah. afterwards or, or during your or during the sentence. I can't wait for about five weeks later when that impression comes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Kingpin impression. But Charlie Cox turns up in this as, as Daredevil is. himself. He's not Matt, Matt Murdock. Maybe he's Matt Murdock a little bit later. But he is, he's Daredevil and he's got the he's got the nunchucker yep. or whatever he uses. His, his nunchucks with a string on it. I guess they are nunchucks. I, really, I would say, yeah. And he's got all the flips and the rolls and the kicks... And he disappears out in thin air, and it's a blind it's a blind man fighting a deaf paraplegic. Correct. And they're both fighting as capable as anyone. Yes, we are. And that is fantastic. That is amazing to see. Really awesome. Really awesome work there. And great choreography as well to make that all yep. one shot. Obviously, you can tell when they cut, but because they go like, but through a wall, they go through a yeah. wall. They go round like grating, and you can see when they're going round the the metal grating. You can see oh they probably cut there. But I like the illusion of the one-shot take of the one-take whole scene because that scene is all kind of based around the rotating camera around yep. Maya because it's the first time that Echo is involved in any sort of Kingpin's criminal business trying to shake down those guys and the whole scene kind of revolves around her so it has to, the camera has to move around her and then we don't even see really much of Daredevil doing stuff No. but we kind of feel like he's kind of the Batman yeah. In, I don't know the Harley Quinn show where he comes in you don't see him very much but he's like he's moving around and he's and he feels quite mysterious yeah and then we cut forward back to uh, five months later so this means we're now in effectively December of uh, I think I don't know if this is set before the blip or not I right. think it's set after the blip which means it would be 2025 but the sources that I found said it was then it was said it was late 2024. So I don't know if it's before the blip or not, or during the blip. I'm not sure. At least one of us is keeping up the continuity of us. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, Corey. Uh, so then, um, five months later, after that, she goes back to Tamahara, Oklahoma, and uh, meets with her cousin Biscuits. Nice. Who's just the funnest man. Yeah. He looks like a fun guy. He's got. He's just he's really jovial. He's happy. He's got a dog. You know what the dog's called? Oh, uh, uh, was it Billy, Billy Bobby? Something? Billy what was Jack. It? Billy it. Jack is a dog called Billy Jack, and he's just a happy little dog. Yeah. And if Maya is uh, on the run from Fisk's men, and she wants to take out his take out his train, yeah, because he's got Fisk shipping and setting up in the, in her town. Yeah, but it's not just about Maya. It's there's a friend Bonnie. Yep, childhood childhood friendship. Childhood friendship, Bonnie. Uh, I really like this. I know it's going to be obvious because the main character is is deaf. But yeah. The sign language communication in this show is really fantastic. To just yeah. see people just talking really freely with the with the um, with the sign language, and you see their words enunciate it and, and the moves. Come out. I'm not going to attempt anything because I don't know myself, but um, I know people that do, but I don't. And 
it's such a unique way of communication, and it's really, really interesting to see that the deaf character is our main character. Yep. So everyone has to do, almost has to do it. Yep. And it's it's such a such a um, interesting thing to witness, but it's also um, leans into her character and kind of how she lives her life. Yeah, because especially that you get the um, obviously people she grows up with, like her dad can do it, uh, her cousin can do it. Um, but when she when she joins Fisk for the first time, there's the two guys and they can't do it. No, they can't do it at all. And I was like, that's that's also probably part of her life as well. Yeah. Like how does she communicate with people that don't know it? It's like the guy and at the um the rod skating rink. He can't do it. He doesn't know. I have no clue. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And even Fisk himself has a, a translator yeah. for him, which I think should have been. If you've ever seen Daredevil, right? I've seen bits. Right. Have you ever seen Daredevil? Fisk has an assistant who's like his right-hand man who's called a guy called Wesley. Mm-hmm. And I think Wesley's really cool. Because he's like this cool assistant guy. He knows everything that Fisk wants. He's like Fisk's best friend. And I'm like, it's Toby Leonard Moore who's been in loads of stuff like John Wick and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, why couldn't they get him back for this? You know, it's, it's a flashback. <laughs> get Wesley back. I love him. I think Wesley needs to come back in something. But um, maybe he comes back in this. I don't know. Well, I've not seen the other five episodes. Four episodes, sorry. Yeah. I've seen two of them. But... I'd like to see Fish come back. I'd like to see more Daredevil characters come back, especially for Born Again, when Daredevil mm-hmm. Born Again comes out. But we need Foggy, we need Karen Page, yeah. we need all all the best all the best characters. Because apparently, um, because of all the alternate universe stuff, all the Defenders are canon now. Right, okay. There was a weird thing that happened. Because Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, yep. Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, Correct. the Defenders, they all had their own shows. They did. There were varying degrees of good. Yeah. And or varying degrees of, you know, quality, and then they all teamed up for a defenders for a defenders show. Correct. Right? It was like it was like they're watching the TV Avengers. Yeah. It was amazing when you were around at this time. It was like they were getting MCU TV show. People were like, "Wow, this was the first time this had happened." It was. Yeah. People was like, "Wow, MCU shows. They're going to cover all the show, all the characters that we love, like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and 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 Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Uh, you know. Oh, oh no, sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't. Uh, Corey loves Iron Fist. I'm I don't a big think we've described this. Corey is a big fan of Iron Fist, and I'm sure you've seen the Iron Fist show. Corey. I have. Uh, yes, indeed. And it wasn't maybe great. More, maybe well, but it's, it's all on Disney Plus now. Maybe we could review yeah. it someday. We could easily do Iron Fist. Put that on the list. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to do all the all the shows eventually. All the Defenders shows, at least a little bits of all the Defenders yeah. shows, at least. Because you know, that first season of Daredevil is just, mm, it's just, it's peak, it's peak quality. That first season of Daredevil, and then all the defenders team up in their own combination show, and I'm like, wow, people have never seen this kind of yeah. thing before, and it was, it was mind blowing. It was mind blowing for people. But this is what I think they're they're trying to do with this, because you get Hawkeye, and yep. then you get Echo as a spin off, and then down the road, there's like, because they're doing a film on. Uh, oh god, what are they called? It's like the Suicide Squad, but it's in Marvel. Oh, um, you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, really what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, uh, it's gonna have called? that guy from. It's gonna have all the characters from like the villainous kind of like <laughs> Agent America is gonna be in it. Um, and the guy from Black, the guy from Black Widow, that Black Widow thing, and Yelena Belova is in it as well, and Ghost and General Ross is supposed to be in it. Thunderbolts is what it's called. There you That's go. It. I just remembered. Thunderbolts. They're yeah. doing a Thunderbolts film and Contessa as well. They're doing a Thunderbolts film, so I figured they might try something like that with this. Yeah. Like where they kind of make a low, 
I don't want to say low rent Avengers because that sounds a bit insulting, but it was like <laughs> it was, the defenders only defended New York. We did. It was very small. That was their whole job. Yeah. And like that's the, what to defend one city where yeah. like all the crime happens. Yeah. You know, like all the like no other crime happens anywhere in America apparently apart from New York City. That's why they need their own dedicated team of people to do it. Yeah, you know, right. a little department. That's that's where one, that's of, where we one are. of which you know they've all got some sort of power. Yes. Jessica Jones has super strength. Luke Cage also has super strength. Iron Fist has super martial arts. Correct. Is that it? And a, and a like a flaming fist. Flaming fist, yeah. <laughs> and Daredevil has regular fists. He does. But he's blind, and he has super sen- super senses. I feel like they could do a somewhat of a similar defender thing with this, whether they have Echo probably and Daredevil, and you could bring Jessica Jones back if you want. Yeah. You know, bring back Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Like I think, kind of expand the roster a bit more. Yeah, well, there were talks about ages ago. I know, like, there's rumours of, like, uh, Iron Fist and stuff would be on, like, Shang-Chi and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they will down the line. And Shang-Chi, yeah, and all the... All the, um... Kind of... Updated television shows of which they're doing in this phase. Right? Yeah. Because if you look at Daredevil Born Again... Okay. And... This was originally expected to be like a, a sequel to the the Daredevil show, right? Like that ran from twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen, and I think now they're doing because um, I remember they just they cast John Bernthal in it a while back, and the, so like Punisher will, will show up. Yep. From season two of Daredevil, which is also a great season, um, but I, I think they're having to recast like Foggy and Karen Page and stuff like that, and. Not get some of the people who came back from the uh, from the first show, so, and obviously it was suspended because of the right strike. Yes. And Sagafra, yep. and obviously support all of that. Yep. Um, which also led to apparently the heavy reshooting of this show. They um, also to the point where um, uh, um, Alakwa Cox was pregnant for some of the shooting of this show. Nice. So yeah, Daredevil beat up her deaf pregnant paraplegic great um, yeah which is great he's the hero apparently <laughs> yeah he's the hero but yeah they had a, a writer's room for this but yeah. I think it was affected by um, the, the the strikes and you know it may have been delayed when it came out or something like that but I feel like during um, the course of this show especially the episode we get a bit of a feel of what the Daredevil show may be like, mm. I think. We get a feeling of what this you know, new Daredevil show might feel like by thinking about by thinking about what we see in Echo. Yeah. So what do you think of some of um you're a big guy for, 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 for combat. Yeah. As VJM would say. You're a big <laughs> guy for um for the fight scenes. What do you think of some of the action of Echo? Uh, I I really enjoy it, and actually a lot of this um, seems to be from what I can gather in the first episode. The scene where it's her and the two guys working for Fisk, and they go in and they um, kick the door down and go all in. Uh, she was doing yeah, actual martial arts moves. Mm. I sat there and I said, like, "There we go. She's got a guillotine on. There we go. Nice and, there you go. Nice and tight. She's doing the stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. very nice. It seems very grand. She's got good, good kicks. Yes, yeah, got good kicks. Very good kicks. She was good doing." probably some kind of Muay Thai Taekwondo or something at one yeah, point in the yeah. ring it, it seems very nice very realistic I had one issue Okay. I don't know if you picked up on it it's right at the start of the episode where we see Ronan 
like uh, essentially killing his uh, her father and everyone else. Yes. She like kicks the door down and figures, oh, she's gonna run in and go for him, and she just stops and just walks. Oh. And like, I thought it might be a bit more faster paced than that. Well, you know what? Well, let me tell you why it wasn't faster paced. Because we don't see Echo in that scene. No. We see Hawk. We see Hawkeye running, go in, wipe out all the dudes in Fat Man Auto, whatever it's called. Yeah. I think it's funny. I love to call Fat Man. Yeah, Kingpin. Yeah, exactly. I didn't notice that in Hawkeye actually. I noticed I didn't it then. Notice it was called that. <laughs> I didn't notice it then. I only noticed it this time. I was like, "What Fat Man Auto Repair? Yeah. That's funny." And then they, he's killing all the dudes in Fat Man Auto Repair. He jumps out the window. Echo kicks the door down, and then starts walking. Yeah. But I realised that we're now seeing this from her, from her eyes. We're seeing this from her perspective. Yeah. We didn't see it from her perspective previously because it was told from Hawkeye's perspective. Yep. But this time we're getting it from hers. So that so, it, we're seeing it with that sort of flip lens. And that's what's important in this show. And we go away from New York, we go back to uh, back to Oklahoma, yep. and back to her roots. Especially with the opening of the uh, the opening of of this show. But I thought it was getting a bit cosmic initially. I was like, mm, this is a non opening for a <laughs> for an Echo show. This seems very sort of cosmic Marvel. I wonder who these folk are. Mm. And obviously, these are down to Native American uh, Native American roots. Yep. And uh, her people, so we see some of them as well. And then they arrive; they get sort of transported from the from the ceiling that caves in, and they turn yeah. up and they turn into the first human beings. And then they travel along the river, and it's all and you know the, the, it's, it's shot very well. I like all the effects. Yeah, yeah. And right. We'll see in the second few episodes that Maya sort of starts having visions of her, yeah. of her presence uh, in Tanaha, and. She goes from there to try and uh, stop Fisk's uh, takeover. Correct. Um, because I would say um, Fisk is, is definitely not alive anymore. No, no, not alive it's, anymore. It's, it's no. free free reign now. She can mm. she can do what she wants. And at the end of the episode, we see that, uh, that, that Fisk's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We see that the kingpin has returned. He's got. He's only been shot in the eye, which is all right. Okay. Let, let me levy another slight criticism against okay. this show. Go on. Only on dialogue. At the end of Hawkeye, yeah. when Maya has her gun up to Fisk's head, mm-hmm. and and Wilson says, um, you know, Maya, I still care for you. Maya, we're still family. And he goes, sometimes family doesn't see yeah. eye to eye. And then he gets shot. And that's the end of his scene in Hawkeye. When the camera lifts up, we don't see her if he shoots her or not. We just hear the gunshot. Yeah. Like, that, line, that line isn't in this show. No, it's not. I feel like maybe it would have been too on the nose for what happens at the end. Yeah. That's why they cut it. But and it was also kind of a reference to the comics. But I understand why they included it in Hawkeye, but I don't know why they didn't include it here. Like yeah. it was a good line and it was delivered very well. And you've got Vincent D'Onofrio saying that line, and you want him saying as many lines as possible. You do. So <laughs> I think they should have just included that line in it anyway. But I understand why they did. I, I can understand why they didn't. It's also my point. I understand why they didn't. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, we see he's alive, and then we hear ominous voiceover dialogue of him saying, if you want the war, you know, you'll, yeah, you'll get, get a the little, war. We, let the, we get the teaser of, I think you mean, if you want a war, <laughs> you're going to get to war. That's it. <laughs> there, there you go. It's the one. It's just like he's in the room with me. I'm not, I'm not twitching enough. Yeah. You know, my eye's not twitching enough. 
He's the, twi- <laughs> the twitchiest man in New York. He just said he's doing it. Well, that's what this. For as cartoonish as we say, it is an f- amazing performance. It is, yeah. I really one of the best performances in this show. And he's the character that, you know, kind of. Uh, that has Maya under his wing and he is kind of the ominous presence of Kingpins looming everywhere. Yeah. And which is really what needs to be. If. I know there's been a lot of trouble with Kang recently, and I'll stop talking about Kang. Yeah. But. On a human level, on a not a, not a cosmic Marvel level, you could build Kingpin to be a phase villain, to be a huge phase villain. Yeah, you could. Apart from making him a film in like two TV shows. Yeah. I think or three with Daredevil: Born Again, but you could make him a full film villain. Why not? Vincent yeah. Offield wants to do it. He loves the character. He knows the character, and you know, give us a give us a, a Daredevil film, but you know, give us a Defenders film. It's not hard to do. Yeah, and I... you could. I would hundred. I would. I would watch that. Mm. I'd, I'd give us it. Yes. Yeah. Give us a, a, yeah, a more. People, I was gonna say, I give us a more smart, smart. You know, tactical, seeded villain. villain. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's my problem with my right. I'm also going to rant about this now. Sorry. Okay. Go on. But if you ever seen, have you ever seen Arrow on CW or Sky over here? I've seen right? bits. Right. One of my problems with Arrow was there was never a villain mm-hmm. that was like the think like uh, the thinking man's villain. And I said that, like, there wasn't, like, a tactical villain, like, I'm going to outthink you, Arrow. Yeah. Apart from, like, in one season, and he gets killed halfway through. But the rest of us like, oh, I'm super strong, I'm just going to throw you around, kind of thing. Like, you know, like, Deathstroke and Dark Arthur and whatever. And uh, Prometheus, who was a fantastic villain. But they needed a villain that was, like, um, the Riddler or something, where I say for Batman comparison, I always go for the Batman yeah. comparison, because I love Batman. But... They needed like a Riddler, like um, a thinker, you know, like a thinker, a, a character who appeared in the Flash once. He had a big chair, and great. The, the, he did. He had a big chair. He sat in a big thinker's chair, and he like floated around in the chair. He's like, oh, I bet, I bet, like, Kingpin's got a big chair. Or the wife Kingpin. I bet he's a big man. He need a big chair. He need a big chair to sit in. How's he going to sit down if he's not like, if he's not sat in a big chair? Reinforced chair. Reinforced chair. Good lumbar support. You know, yeah. he's got, he's a big man. He's a big man. He's got a big back. You know, he's a big boy, so he really needs to sit down. And obviously, you know, he's, he's walking around all day. He is. He had a he had a cane in Hawk in, in Hawkeye. He's not a cane in this, but he has a cane in Hawkeye. He's wearing those big he's wearing those big suits. He's extra extra extra. There's like five. There's like fifteen X's on his shirt. Yeah. You know. Extra, extra large shirts. And, you know, you go shopping. I'd like to buy a big shirt. I'm sorry, sir, we don't have anything your size. <laughs> I need to go to M&S. Oh, M&S. Yeah, Marks and Spencer's. Wow. To get his shirts. That's where Kingpin would go. Yeah, he would go to M&S, wouldn't he? <laughs> where would you think he'd go? The TK Maxx? Been better next. Bill, we'd go into the day, walk into the next store. You'd go, what you have on on sale? I need to buy a suit jacket. Yeah, buy them a budget. <laughs> I've got I've got thirty pounds. <laughs> I've got this twenty seven pounds <laughs> under budget. <laughs> Marvel, can we get a, can we get a weird spin-off of just keeping buying clothes, please? Yeah, keeping clothes shopping. I'd like that, you know, because that seems like something he'd do in Daredevil. Yeah, because that was always thing. He'd like look at paintings, look at paintings and stuff. 
And what I think is funny is, that's keeping on the subject of Kingpin, when he's telling Maya about his history, mm-hmm. he goes, oh yes, my my father, because obviously Maya's father died. Yep. He goes, oh yes, my father died very young too. I was, I was, you know, I was 12 years old. He negates the fact to tell her he killed his father when he was 12 <laughs> years old with a hammer in the back of the head. Yeah, so, well, you shouldn't need to know that. You don't need to know that. Exactly, brushes over that. <laughs> doesn't he, pff, don't need to know that. doesn't even tell her. You know. I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's not his, wrong. His, his father did die yeah. yeah, when he was 12. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's a, you know, technically... He's right. Yeah. And technically, he's often the best way to be. <laughs> technically, he's the best way to be. Hindsight, Corey, it's 2020. It so, is. he decides, oh, I'll leave that out, just leave that out. I thought that was quite funny. Clearly, that is a reference to, to Daredevil of the show. Yeah. Well, that scene's done very well. But, speaking on um, this episode of Echo, let's go to our, our real rating of mm. this episode. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, as an opener, I thought. Um, also, just to, as another extra point, I thought it went very quickly. It did go very quickly. There was it was fifty. It's fifty. The opening episode is fifty minutes. Yeah. And people might look at that and think, oh, pff, and nearly an hour of television. I'm not going to watch that. But I think it goes by tremendously fast. I watched the second episode afterwards, and that went by quite quickly. Yeah. Quite quickly as well. I don't yeah. know how he does that. It was like a weird time thing. <laughs> like the moment I started watching it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm into it now. And like go through and get some more scenes, you see Kingpin action, you get that amazing fight scene in the middle of the episode with Daredevil. Yeah. And you go, wow, this is this is really, you know, getting off to a raucous start. And then the moment you start thinking, oh, I'm good, I could watch more of this, the episode ends. It stops, yeah. Go, oh, yeah, it stops. <laughs> and I go, oh, I guess I'm going to watch more. You know, and if, and if they keep that pace for five episodes, that is like, you know, it's like watching a film in itself. Yeah. Which I think is more of a praise than, than a drawback, really. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it, and it left me doing, you know, wanting to go see the next one, which is what you want mm. to do when you're doing the first episode. It introduces you, it catches you up as well, a bit of Hawkeye, a bit of the last one. Um, so I really enjoyed it. So it's, for me, it's going to be in a realm of about an 8.5. Okay, I was going to initially give it a 7. Okay. But because you've said an 8.5, I would brought it all to an 8, but I think I will stick with a 7. Nice. Because it's the first episode, I'm expecting it to get better. Ah, so you're being smart. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm going for the attack. Oh, I'm like keeping, you see. I'm thinking ah. ahead. So I'm going to give it a seven. And when we review the whole series in, like, I don't know, you February, round, round about, it might, it might go up. So, that's so smart. I will give it a first smart. episode for the seven. First episode for the seven. And for the um, around episode, before we get to our uh, weekly rec, which I believe is Corey's this week. Mine, yep. Yes, indeed. Um... I thought we'd talk about a little bit of what's to come with Marvel. Okay. Because, obviously, there is quite a big situation going on with Kang now. Right. And what the what the next what the next few phases of the MCU will look like now we have sort of removed... Well, no, I don't say we have removed Kang. Yeah. What happened was Jonathan Majors was convicted of his crimes and Disney and Marvel decided to drop him a bit like a bad habit. Yep. And obviously that's well in their right. And it... And and he's guilty, I say, you know, condemn him and never allowed to work again. And I'm very strong on that stance. Yep. Uh, as, as he shouldn't be allowed to do that if he's a criminal. But the problem is, he was in an active phase of Marvel. Yes. And Kevin Feige has said, this is the man we want to base our whole next phases on, or whatever. Yep. And now we've realised he's not really a great person, Jonathan Majors, so we should do away with him yep. and do something else. Yep. And people are like, oh, we should bring in Doctor Doom. Oh, we should bring in Galactus. Uh, no, I don't have to say so. 
Uh, I'll ask for your thoughts first, Corey, okay. and then I'll tell you what I think. Well, I'm going to assume, and probably what I would say, because it's happened in Marvel a couple of times, and I'm going to assume they're just going to go for a recast and just act like it hadn't happened in the first place. I.e., uh, Brody, that kind of thing. Someone yeah. else, brush it under a rug, we know why Brody, it's not there. Yeah, what happened with Brody was um, Terrence Howard he was wanted in the more money. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Howard was on Iron Man. He wanted more money for Iron Man 2. Yeah. He wouldn't allow it, so they got rid of him and they cast Don Cheadle. Yeah. And the first thing that he, Don Cheadle does in Iron Man 2, if you can remember, is he walks onto the scene in the hearing, everyone's like, oh, there's Brody. Oh, look, and it's, we see the back of his head, it's yeah. not Terrence Howard, it's Don Cheadle. Uh, I. Tony stands up to shake his hand. He goes, "Oh, I didn't realise you were you were going to be here." And Dantino just goes, "All right, it's just it's me. Let's deal with it. Let's let's just carry on." And I'm like, "That's a great actor to yeah. say. Just don't address. It's just Dantino now. Yeah, and he's Dantino for the rest of the film. So and that's fine." I'm going to assume that's what they're going to go down. Yes, it's someone else. We know why it's someone else. Yeah, that's who but it is Kang now. It's probably the best character in Marvel. You yeah. can do that with. Yeah, because this whole thing is he's got different variants. Yes. And you can say that different variant just looks like this guy now. Yeah. And that's and that's perfectly fine. I mean, the, the only issue with that now is that in uh, Loki, uh, was it? No, Ant Man. Ant Man oh. 3. Oh, yeah, Ant Man, yeah. Right at the end, you saw all the very. the arena of Kangs that all were yeah. very much Jonathan Majors. Yeah, all Jonathan Major Kangs, yeah. <laughs> but you could say there's just one Kang variant that doesn't look yeah, like Jonathan Majors. Yeah, it could be one that it doesn't. Kang. Exactly, and there you go. Well, no, what they did was they slightly swept it under the rug in Loki Season 2. Yeah. Uh, which we have reviewed or have not? We have not. Oh, right. So oh, I've seen it. Of I've course. seen it. Okay. <laughs> Why aren't we doing that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. We shouldn't have these conversations on air, Corey. No, we shouldn't. Um, but <laughs> we're organised people. It's fine. Yeah, we're organised. We're really organised. Trust us. We are really organised, actually. <laughs> we try to be. Yeah. Um, it's things that get in the way that doesn't, don't make us organised. How you there, Ryan? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> but no, I shan't. I shan't blame him. I don't want it. No, no. He just it's him. It's him that's keeping us on air. Yes, yeah, he's he's sat there. He's, he's got to deal with us. And yeah, he's sat there currently with his head in his hands. Yeah, exactly. That's but, what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think for um, what they could do with Kang is just just recast somebody yeah. else. It's not hard, you know. Just say, oh, these are a bunch of Kang variants that look like Jonathan Majors. They were all found by the TVA and, and yeah. you know arrested or killed or whatever. And then now we have a bunch of Kang variants that looks like this guy. Yeah. So and and make your change. The one that I keep saying is John Boyega. <laughs> oh right. The one, one I, I keep saying for around. The one I keep seeing is John Carlos Pizzito. Fair enough. So you know, we've got two great actors there. Could yeah. be either of them. I think the new guy actually has been speculated, but I can't think of his name at the minute. Yeah. But I think the new guy has been speculated. So best of luck to whoever that is. Yeah. But then let's go on to. Um, Marvel Spotlights. Oh, hello. If you'll notice, you may have seen this when you were watching the opening of Echo. Okay. When you saw those logos come on, yep. including viewer discretion is advised. I saw that. It's all edgy Marvel. Oh. You're going to give me some edgy content, are you? You're going to perhaps, you know, show me a bit of blood. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or show I, me a man's, you know. You get that. You do. Show me a bit of, you know, a bit of... Uh, I was going to say, well, no one really swears. There's not any cursing or any, you know. No. I guess it's content more than, more yeah. than language. Obviously, I can, obviously, you can swear in sign language. It's okay, apparently. Yeah. So I've read. Uh, but this is Marvel Spotlight, and this is the banner for a select series that focuses on on more grounded, character-driven stories. Right. And I'm not doing that sarcastically. Yep. I'm just saying that's what this says here that I'm reading. 
um, unless impacting the larger MCU narrative, like right. you know, Thanos isn't going to show up at the end. Yeah. And head of head of streaming, Brad Wind, uh, Windabow, who saw his name on everything recently, yep. um, said that it was made during the post-production on Echo as a way to indicate audiences that they did not watch any other MCU projects to understand the Spotlight series, okay. as in case with Marvel Comics. So it's like, if you've not seen every other Marvel film, you can watch it's this. fine. Yeah. You can watch this. It's going to have no connections of any kind. Yeah. Which I think is smart. It makes also, sense. Also, I think is, I don't want to use this word because it's a bit of it's a bit of a savage word to use. But yes, it's good. Lazy. I don't know. That's up for debate. Right. Because surely it should surely they should have something to reward people who, who watch all the Marvel stuff, like Easter eggs or whatever and something like that. Hawkeye yep. did that quite well. Did. You know, Easter eggs for things. So people are like, Oh yeah, he's got a shrinking arrow because he got that from Hank Pym who gave him, you know, Scott Lang who gave him the Pym particles to have a shrinking arrow. Well, Hawkeye, remember that? Yeah, yep. so do I. People might think, Oh, why has he got an arrow that shrinks somebody? That's a bit weird. Doesn't he have the technology to do that? But no, Marvel Spotlight is meant to be Something that's more grounded, character focused. Um, the next one they're doing is Wonder Man, okay. which is a strange one to do because Wonder Wonder Man is a sort of B list, C list Iron Man villain, right? Or, or Avengers villain, which is a bit strange. But, okay. but I mean, Echo wasn't actually well known at all at all. You know, yeah. Echo is sort of Daredevil villain, not really known about. Quite recent to comics, so. I'd probably say that she was about in this, on the same level as Wonder Man almost. Yeah. Although Wonder Man's older than her, probably. And Echo was also the first series to simultaneously release on Hulu as well as Disney Plus. Oh, so right. for those American viewers, if we have any, uh, you can watch it on Hulu. We do, actually. Then, oh, do we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, lucky for us. Lucky for us. Maybe they like our Kingpin impression. <laughs> That'd be good. That's a big fan. Exactly, yeah, big fans. But what do you think of the of the shift to a grounded, character-driven story for Marvel, with nothing to do with the MCU at all? It's different for Marvel because you'd expect everything in Marvel's connected. You watch ev- like mm. everything from every single phase, and there's always like it's gonna come together or whatever. But the more they do that, I guess maybe the more harder it is for people just to kind of jump in. Yeah. Randomly. So this might be good if like you've got oh I'm interested but I don't know where to start. Here you go. You don't watch anything. Watch this. If you like this, go watch like other stuff. Because they're so far along. Yeah. That it gets to a point where you can't really jump in without having to watch like twelve whatever how many films they've ever made. I've lost count. Twenty to eighteen. Yeah. And then however many series and then whatnot. And it's why I think What If has become so successful. Yep. Because What If kind of just. You don't need much to understand what if either. Because here it takes the films, but it takes a new take on the films. So it's kind of something new and fresh and different. And that's what people want with Marvel. So that's what Marvel Spotlight could provide. Yeah. Something new and fresh and different for, for, for the MCU. But let's hope Corey is new and fresh and different with his weekly rec. Because we always seem to we always seem to never new, fresh and different weekly rec, don't we, Corey? Yes, we do. All the time. Okay. Well, we, well, we do. That's the aim. Yes. <laughs> That's the aim, I don't... Okay. This is no. Is it fresh and different? Uh, I would say it's different. Uh, it is also... Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it is, okay. it, is a, it is a fresh. All right, okay, excellent. So, uh, it will class fresh. Now, is it a, a, a recent thing or a new film? No, so depending on your mass moment, it might be old and mulch. Mm. But in this series, you mentioned, it's a daredevil. Um, so I'm going to go down the uh, Charlie Cox route here. 
Oh yes, I love Charlie Cox. <laughs> um, I'm going to do that route. And I was looking at what he's been in. I was like, oh, what's Charlie Cox been in? Let's see. Oh, what I just want to stop you before you go any more to Charlie Cox. I'm yep. going to let you finish. Uh, the, the show Kin. Okay. I really like that show. Okay. Um, Charlie Cox is in it. I've just been watching it recently. I've been binging it recently um, on Sky. I think it's fantastic. Great BBC drama about an Irish crime family. Aidan Gillen from Game of Thrones. Kieran Hines, I'm a big, massive fan of. Uh, yeah, the, the, the TV show Kin. If you're going out your way, I'm not going to put it. I'm not going to look tack a recommendation onto your recommendation <laughs> but if you've got some time got good episodes two seasons yep. I'm watching it at the moment Kin really really good Charlie Cox is in it okay continue yes that is not what I'm recommending okay <laughs> yeah, it'd be good if it was it is and I'm not as I see yeah. it um, but no uh, so I was going down the road I was like, oh, what's Charlie Cox playing what's Charlie Cox playing and then I forgot um, he is in a film uh, which is a, 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 an adaptation of a book which is one of my favourite books of all time uh, the film is also pretty decent, and that is the film uh, Stardust. Oh, yes. He is in this. He plays the main character. He is probably about 20 years old. Yes, <laughs> Neil, Gaim- Neil, Ga- Neil Gaiman. Correct. Mm. Um, I love the book. If I was recommending a book, it would get a 10 out of 10, but I'm not yes. recommending the film. <laughs> well, I think that we're the, the precedent for this, Corey. Okay. If you can remember a few episodes back, probably last year, you were mentioning that you were reading Stardust. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know whether I reacted favourably to that or not, but you did mention that you were uh, you were reading this. Yeah, uh, the film is uh, the, the book is great, but the film is also really good. It also stars people like uh, Henry Cavill is in this. Yes, yes. Are you Ran- young Henry Cavill. <laughs> Randomly, it's in this, uh, and Rob De Niro is also in this. He is, yes. Uh, randomly, and features music from uh, Take That. Yeah, of course. I remember that was the. Um, yeah, that was that, that was it, wasn't it? And yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer as well. Yep, she's in also in this. Where's Michelle Pfeiffer? Uh, Rupert Everett? Jason yeah. Fleming? Massive, massive, massive cast. Um, what's his name this. from... Uh, who's the... Um, bald man? Uh, who's the bald man? Yeah. Mark Strong. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is Mark Strong. He's it? in this. It is Mark Strong. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Strong's also good in this as well. Which is weird, because I, I didn't realise until... I, I always forget how many people are, are in this. Yeah, yeah. Because they're all like young. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They are quite young, and they are quite young. And it, and it's and it's you know it's two thousand seven. Yeah. What a year was that? I remember seeing this at the cinema. You know, I remember seeing this at the cinema because my mum was a fan of Take That and a fan of the book. Everyone so. I know has always gone. Oh, because when I, everyone I told it when I read the books, so I was going. Oh, you should watch films. Great films. Like, I didn't even know it was a film. <laughs> all right. I seem to have missed that somehow, <laughs> growing up. Oh. Everyone else knows what it is and has seen it. I I did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I really enjoyed the film. It's a good time if you read the book. It's a decent adaptation. It's not. It's iffy in some parts, but it's fine. But on its own, it's an enjoyable film. Mm. Um, so I'm going to give it round about again the realm of eight point five. Okay, eight point five for for Stardust. And I think and I think we could probably also review this ourselves. I'd say. Yeah. At some point, I feel like as a, as a fan of the book, you could have a a, a comparison to. A, to watch this film and what you think um, it is a little to- over two hours it is um, but, I, but I'd, I'd say I remember being entertained by it in 2007 I remember particularly there being a, sm- a tiny elephant in it and yeah. that was what I was thinking about as a child it's like a really small elephant elephants right. are big animals but this one they was are. a small one yes yeah this one was like a small elephant and that was like tripped me out as a kid I think <laughs> 
but yeah. and also and also strangely enough Charlie Cox talking with his actual voice yes which is odd for me because sometimes because because often he's playing an American man yeah. or he's playing an Irish man he's not actually speaking with his you know English accent yes so we've got an English accent Charlie Cox which is fantastic I'm a big fan a big fan of Charlie Cox here no he's really good in this yeah, it's a really good film and yeah and that was a great recommendation uh, of Stardust so I'd say go out there watch Echo watch all of Echo if you want yeah it's, you know, on it's that available now. watch all of Echo if you want on Disney Plus and uh, you know we have quite a few interesting reviews coming up in these next few weeks well, we kind of did episode we kind of did Echo as a bit of a, a spontaneous review yep because I was like, well, it's just come out, just come out, like, literally, as we're doing it this, came it came out, out like, three what, days ago. Wednesday, two days ago, yeah, two yeah. days ago. <laughs> so, we're doing this quite recently, which is great, I think. I think we should we should be, you know, more on the hot-button shows, Corey. Yeah. We should be more, you know, pipped to the post with, with, with early come-outs. So, I'd say, yeah, I'm a bit of an early come-out, if you know what I mean. But, um... What's next is going to be some um, fantastic reviews and one that is a long time coming, Corey, yes. since the start of the real show. Yes. We've been waiting to review this film, but I'll leave it just as a surprise for now. <laughs> and uh, again, thank you very much for uh, watching and listening along. Uh, we do appreciate um, everyone's support. We do indeed. And thank you uh, very much. It is a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.